Welcome to our spooky Halloween edition of the Groovy Movie Review, a show in which we talk about movies in a most horrifically <laughs> gratifying way. In this episode, we'll be talking about Hubie Halloween, and it'll be co-hosted by Thomas and myself, Devin. We're going to kick this off with a rundown of the movie to bring us all up to speed and then jump into our first segment, Exposition Inquisition. We flash back on the story, and if you mind spoilers, now's the time to abandon ship. But feel free to join us again for another episode in the backlog or check back for our weekly-ish updates. And before we get started, I can't stress it enough, we're about to spoil the whole movie in the first five minutes of our show. So if you mind, please, please, jump ship. With that said, let's move into the plot of the movie. So, it starts with Hubie, who is an awkward middle-aged man who wants nothing more than to make the Halloween holiday safe for all people. And during his quest for safety, he discovers that people are slowly going missing. Suspecting that it may be the doing of his new neighbor, Mr. Lambert, who seemingly progressively becomes more and more werewolf-like. After confirming that it wasn't, Mr. Werewolf. Hubie works with the host of his favorite radio show and the local police to find out <laughs> that all along, it was his mother, trying to make all of Hubie's bullies go away. After a heartfelt monologue from Mama Dubois, Hubie stops her from killing everyone as she escapes into the night. Once everyone is safe, we skip forward to the next Halloween where Hubie is mayor and everyone enjoys their day safe and sound. Thanks to our hero, Hubie Dubois. Hubie Dooby Doo, aka Pubie. <laughs> and uh, now that we're all caught up, Thomas, please guide us through our first segment. All right. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, so going into this movie, I had no idea what to expect. Um, so I, I could see they were going with at least some kind of genre callbacks and stuff they had the whole setup of the mental hospital patient escaping and everything um so i i really had no idea where it was going though um but i guess we could just start off with that quick little uh beginning scene there's the uh ben stiller ca uh cameo real quick and uh yeah. Yeah. i know your your favorite line i'll let you say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh as soon as uh our character walks in who uh, announces himself as Hal L. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. walks in to the, to the cell, uh, as we want to call it, for our mental ward patients, uh, saying, Catching some Z's, huh? You go pee pee while you sleepy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I heard you can't hold it in. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny because he, uh, that's sort of like a callback to his character later on as well. You find out sort of, uh, why he's in the mental ward but oh yeah yeah because it turns out that his character just as he Pees said can't can't gosh darn hold in he just loves being <laughs> on everything I, everywhere i didn't i didn't realize that till right now yeah <laughs> i know he was peeing everywhere but i didn't, I didn't re realize the callback to the first scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but, uh, yeah what do you think of their their diet there? Green Jello and hot dogs? Oh man, you know that's just the 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 meal of champions right there. How could you not love <laughs> hot dogs and Jello? It's uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's it's an interesting mix when you see it put it together in like a threatening note, you know? Yeah, <laughs> a whole like 
body double worth amount of jello to yeah <laughs> if, if you watch it a second time you'll notice when he like taps on the thing it kind of like jiggles, jiggles the whole... yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i noticed it the second time i was like yeah that's all jello i wonder if it's really under there or they just you know did a separate shot but i think the jello was really under there the whole time yeah uh-huh. with a little behind the scenes <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm. good thing they didn't uh i guess it was a a cooked hot dog so the the erect hot dog didn't like snap or anything and yeah. with the blanket being over it uh-huh. good thing it was cooked it, it had a chance to spring back up when the the blanket was released <laughs> <laughs> oh. man yeah. uh but yeah from there the credits you know they this movie is like a bunch of like old like classic uh like uh halloween music they got monster mash and bunch of other mm-hmm. random stuff uh but yeah it's kind of i guess interesting that it's uh it's set in salem <laughs> and their their little billboard which i i doubt is real um the welcome to salem sign it says yeah. city with a witch history yeah. like <laughs> i wonder maybe maybe they really do have a pun on their welcome sign but uh you never you know. know. I mean, uh, they definitely do take advantage of the Halloween tourism for sure up there. So, yeah. Speaking of that, did the uh, the mayor of the of Salem give you like uh, Jaws vibes? I think that's what they were playing off of. Is the the yeah. mayor and the tourism? It's like yeah. no, no. We got to keep our money flowing in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that's what it felt like to me. I was like, man, this guy feels like this feels like Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always someone in charge saying, just keep doing things the way they need to be done. You know, forget about the danger. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, very familiar mm-hmm. um, to us. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so it's kind of a cool setup, I guess. His his lineage, uh, why he's why he does what he does, like. It's like in his blood, like uh, his great, 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 great grandmother was, you know, defending the the witches on trial and the Salem witch trial. And then she got like hung and killed, which it's kind of a modern day for Hubie. He's bullied is, I guess, the the new version of hanging someone Um, less extreme, but equally (laughs) cruel, I guess. (laughs) You, uh, no one you appreciates this poor guy. Versus suffering a lifetime, you know. <laughs> His ancestor yeah. only died once, but uh, Hubie gets stuff thrown at him on the daily. So. <laughs> yeah, as we go through, we'll go into them. They they get they escalate. I know it's a variety of thing. I I'm watermelons, axes, uh, whole TVs. Think cinder, yeah, cinder blocks. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which. If I were to say any part of this movie I like, I I like the absurdist stuff, yeah. Over like the like the silly goofy stuff. I, mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird line readings and stuff that I, I'm a fan of um, that I'll go into and focus on because that's the only way for me to enjoy a movie like this uh, is to just enjoy the absurdity of some things. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, right off the bat, there's like the Exorcist callback where. They start throwing eggs at him. It's it's when it's least uh, least threatening, and then he catches the eggs in his little multi purpose thermos. <laughs> yeah. and he says he says, "Hey, you missed the yolks on you," and then 
eats them, Rocky Balboa style, he says, yeah. and then starts immediately just puking like like he's Projectile in The Exorcist or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just set the tone right away. I was like, oh, man, what did I get into? This is going to be going on for the whole movie. I can't handle this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and then they established the Violet Valentine distraction. He crashes mm-hmm. into the car and then starts playing it off like he's an animatronic character with all the yeah. other animatronics. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, very smooth, very smooth. You had mentioned something to me off camera uh, that all of the like the love interests in his movies have double like like Violet Valentine or they have the the same letter for their first and last name. Yeah, they um, all have V's. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know his stuff well enough to to realize that but i guess that's cool have a cool little uh signature trademark thing in all of your movies i guess Hmm. pretty cool (laughs) yeah it's like uh it's like his anthology series you know everything's a little different but they're always like callbacks and returning characters you know and i guess that's one of the things that he has in it the other one is his uh his non-human voices yeah, that people would would never actually use. Uh-huh. I've never met anyone that talks like Hubie, but maybe maybe there's people like that. <laughs> I'm sure there's at least three or four. You know, uh, the world comes in all shapes and sizes. It may be weird, but uh, that's only because and, it's uncommon. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not encouraging to bully the guy. I, I understand the message about not bullying, but yeah. Jesus, Adam Sandler. Yeah, these voices, man. He 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 does do it on purpose, so uh, it is meant yeah. to annoy you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it it if does. It, if it bothers you, then I guess it's a job well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, from there we go to uh, I guess I'm assuming it's his his other his day job when he's not patrolling the streets is just working at Crosby's Marketplace, it's like a deli. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess that must be a living, a good living. Um, I suppose so. Cause... He's still living with his mama, so maybe <laughs> yeah, it's but not the best, pretty... but at least he's living. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they introduced uh, Ray Liotta's character, Mr. Landolfa. Yeah, yeah. The uh, other... One, and... of the, one of the many antagonists in this film. Mm-hmm. All I feel the bullies, like this is which a, yeah, I feel like this is a Sinister Six style film where it's just like a villain team up against the <laughs> poor old Hubie. <laughs> yeah, and if there's one takeaway, which I'll get into maybe later in the uh, moral compass, but uh, establishing all these grown up middle aged bullies is kind of like the messaging I'm getting out of this. Is like, are they any better? They feel like oh, they're they're assimilated, and Hubie's a an outsider, but Really, if you're going to grow up and be in your 40s or 50s still picking on people, I I think uh, I'd rather be hanging out with Hubie than you. And it really shows like mm-hmm. these bullies that are stuck in that mindset are just the worst of the worst. And they're just horrible people. <laughs> yep. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Very abusive, yeah. as we'll come uh-huh. to find out as we move along. <laughs> I doesn't mean I can't laugh at their uh, their put downs. Uh, I like when he calls him uh, Puby, yeah. for, for one. It's pretty uh, funny. Yeah, um, Puby. 
<laughs> and then uh, he establishes his Canadian girlfriend, a Canadian. No, she's a Canadian resident of Canada. Yeah. Uh, Canada, yeah. Canada dry region. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure is ginger ale, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just wonder, did he actually meet someone online that is from Canada? Or did he talk to someone at some point from Canada? Or is she completely made up because he knows they can't track her down because she's in another country? I, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely think that uh, he's probably compensating uh, for his no. lack of social skills. But it's possible. <laughs> maybe maybe he did meet someone and he did break up with them on the fly. You never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we never really find out. We know they their, uh, their relationship is kaput at the end of the the uh the movie conveniently so he can move on to a an american resident of america instead <laughs> of canada <laughs> yeah in the uh salem dry region <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh this scene also establishes uh hubie as like a major snitch which i think is kind of his his downfall because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's just like that's why even the kids are like, you know, from birth already uncomfortable with Hubie and already hating him because got, you know, like these kids are walking out with an extreme amount of toilet paper and eggs, which I'm trying to wonder how they have a shopping cart full of all that stuff. That has to be like at least $500 worth of yeah, it's uh, literally like materials. Mountains mountains of this stuff so if anything he should be looking into did they steal the money or or something that that's what he should be looking into not snitching them out pranking and stuff you Mm -hmm. know but uh but uh i mean we see where it all goes to use later on at the end so (laughs) yeah right (laughs) that's true um oh also in this scene it actually establishes a lot establishes that Hubie is easily startled and people like to prank him because he freaks out like like beyond a normal human being would ever react to being scared. Uh, uh. Just loses his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The man is uh, very sensitive. Uh, <clears throat> surely. <laughs> I forget what that character's name is, but that kid is like everywhere. He's uh, he's in Michael the deli. Mundy. Michael Mundy, yeah. he's he's uh, working. He's at the funeral also, and then yeah. he's like the the head dude at at school, like the head jock or most popular kid. And yeah, yeah. he's that a, kid gets around. I know, very well rounded human being, uh, minus the <laughs> the a hole nature, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> has a pretty great uh, Freddie Mercury costume later on too. So <laughs> yeah, with the teeth. The yep. false teeth and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But speaking of bullies, the next scene establishes Sergeant Steve Downey, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of the Michael, was it Michael Mundy or so that was what his name was? Yeah. The kid? Uh-huh. He's like the Michael Mundy of uh, uh, Hubie's graduating class, pretty much. Yeah. He was uh, Mr. Popular. the most popular dude. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of shows like where those guys kind of end up with that. Yeah, he goes he from good, being he uh, good. from being a uh, football star in high school to being like you know well he's played by Kevin James so 
uh, uh-huh. a rotund fella in a squad car <laughs> with a full-on beard looking like a, a self-proclaimed Muppet. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he spends his time just ignoring uh, Hubie's snitching mm-hmm. and eating paydays, yeah. watching people destroy their nuts on uh, fences and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> on the uh, video. Yeah. YouTube, man. Uh, the internet. It's a dangerous <laughs> place. <laughs> I guess he kind of redeems himself at the end. He t- starts taking Hubie seriously, but he does a, some pretty mean bully stuff yeah. throughout. I want to say Doesn't honestly that I feel like he's less of a bully and more, uh, he's more like apathetic. Mm. Like as a, as a character, I never see him truly come out and just like, uh, mess with Hubie the same way everyone else does, but he definitely treats him like he's, you know, not important (laughs) for sure. He brushes him aside and tries to avoid him. Yeah, the most effed up thing he did was tell him to take notes, and that he joined up with their their little secret crew, and then to put his notes in the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how long he was gonna let that go on? All right. <laughs> yeah. Auxiliary undercover unit. <laughs> <laughs> his reaction to to being offered the position where he had to use his inhaler and yeah. like blow out the excess (laughs) (laughs) like it was the best news he ever received in his life Mm -hmm. yeah finally (laughs) on the force making real changes (laughs) um one other small detail that gets brought up about downey is uh that the uh Richard Hartman escaped from the mental institution and then that he should be kind of worried because he's the one that testified against him and got him locked up Mm-hmm. Um, so he might be coming for revenge, which something didn't add up to me. Did he testify when he was a, like a kid? Cause he said he's been locked up since the Carter administration. So like the late seventies. <laughs> so that, that was the only confusing part for me. Like mm-hmm. how did, how did he testify against him and get him locked up as like a, I guess he maybe was in like middle school or. Yeah. Well, he called maybe... him a childhood friend. Like when he was describing huh. who knew the, uh, yeah. Who knew, like, his secret shortcut. So so I wonder what, how he got him locked up. Yeah. They they never really go into that as far as I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like you love peeing on stuff, so you got to stay, uh, stay away from the yeah. general public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, I, I hope he comes looking for me because he'll be in a world of pain. Yeah. And then gets scared by Hubie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, one other thing Hubie brings up is uh, aside from those kids, um, he he snitches them out of having all the toilet paper and eggs. Mm-hmm. But then he he brings uh this pizza sale to light. He's all you should uh watch out for this pizza sale. It's a it's a riot waiting to happen. Yeah, much. <laughs> uh, it's a good deal, but also a riot waiting to happen or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. have one or the other. It's got to be uh, dangerous. Can't just have like a regular, regular opportunity, regular, regular sale without this guy freaking out. Oh, Hubie. Hubie, Hubie, Hubie. Um, but yeah, one other thing, I mean, we kind of mentioned already kind of the callbacks to other horror movies, which is kind of cool. 
Um, then there's the uh, there's the kids chasing him on bikes with the ghost face masks, which um, this movie does have some scream vibes to it as well. The kind of uh, not knowing who the killer is, the all the, like the red herrings, mm-hmm. um, kind of a who who done it as far as who's doing the. They're not actually getting murdered, but you don't know what happens to these people until the end that they're all tied up. So it's basically a slasher setup. So it's kind of cool they call back to the scream and the, like the small town setting and everything. Yeah, yeah. Except, uh, yeah, it's a pumpkin head instead of a ghost face, I guess, in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Um, so, what do you think of uh, Hubie's uh, like? he's pretty good on that bike. Like he's doing all these like maneuvering and to dodge, like, uh, those oh, kids yeah. throwing flaming yeah. bags of crap at him. <laughs> he, he honestly got some skills. I'm sure it comes from, uh, years of, uh, dodging them. So he yeah. could probably perform I'm on sh- like the BMX scene or something, you know, or <laughs> I know. Right. Send him to he the X games. Yeah. He could have a lucrative career. <laughs> I think he'll be more focused on like, safety and stuff at the at the x games yeah he won't be able to focus on his uh his routine <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he'll be the uh he'll be the uh the the, the rodeo clown of the show you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh dang i forgot what i was gonna say um i don't know crap we'll move on <laughs> uh yeah the, the next scene uh introduces uh walter lambert played by steve buscemi mm-hmm. um which pretty pretty good role i mean he's famously in a lot of adam sandler's movies um and he's in a lot of movies i like so it's kind of weird seeing him in these ones too just being super goofy but it's cool it looks like fun it's a it's a fun gig i'm sure just messing around, improvising and stuff. <laughs> yeah, when you can hang out with friends and have a good time, you know, it's uh, it's hard to turn that down. So seeing him return in another Sandler film is uh, just uh, yeah. sort of routine, you know, you kind of expect it. But it's good. Exactly. It's good. It's a fun role for sure. Oh, I remembered. Let me go back real quick. I'm assuming he's never uh, he's never gotten a license or knows how to drive a car, so the bike has been like his. That's why he's so good on it because he's been riding a bike his whole life. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he doesn't ever ride a, in a car, does he? I don't think the only time he's ever been in a car is like at one scene while he's at a drive-in. So. Oh yeah. Okay. So maybe he doesn't know how to drive. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking this guy was totally hopeless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think his just preferred method of transportation is the bicicleta, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's one with the bike. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, back to Walter. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting little, uh, you know, they want to set him up as the prime suspect, so there's all these red flags. He just yeah. moved in. He has that whole line. If you ever hear a commotion coming from my house, it's nothing to be concerned about. So you don't need to come over and check on me or anything. In fact, it's important that you don't. <laughs> yeah. As obvious as you can get. Uh-huh. Yeah. Make him as strange as possible. That way uh, <laughs> everyone has to suspect him. It's a, it's interesting, <laughs> his whole character arc, though. <laughs> yeah. He's not so bad, though. He appreciates uh, Hubie's thermos. Mm. He says, oh, say that's some heck of a thermos yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting which... because uh, the thermos plays a big part of the whole film. It's almost like a character yeah. in its own right with how uh, how much of a Swiss Army knife it is. It's got every little thing, yeah. bell and whistle you can imagine. Uh, <laughs> so yes. it, it comes in handy quite a lot throughout the film. <laughs> which uh, I think Hubie's in the wrong line of work. If he made that, I think he should be like patenting that thing and selling it. <laughs> yeah, go on Shark Tank. You and, know, I'm sure uh, people would appreciate yeah. that. That's his uh, true calling, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess Mayer's all right. I guess that's what he really care is passionate about. So he ended up getting something as a consolation for all his hard work. Very true. He's in it for the people. That's what he <laughs> truly cares about. <laughs> uh, oh, two other throwaway lines that were kind of funny. It's back to the callback uh, to his Canadian girlfriend. Um, he says that she's from the northern section, Ontarianto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Walter brings up uh, all the how his uh, Hubie's yard is all decorated. And he said the one thing that he thought was cool is he's like, oh, I like that old school ghost over there. And it was just like the the stained sheet hanging yeah. up, like with pea stains uh, <laughs> i guess that's that's what an old school ghost looks like i guess uh, yeah and that comes yeah, that, back later on too when he goes to the school yeah <laughs> he actually wears it uh-huh. like a freak which i'm assuming those are like his mother's pea stains or or he wets the bed i don't know one or the other i want to assume uh, it's puby because he's uh so terrified of everything it would only make sense uh, that he wets yeah. himself every now and again <laughs> That's true. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, that that's kind of the first example of like a really absurd moment that, that made me giggle. Mm. Just calling it old school ghost, I don't <laughs> know, just got to me somehow. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll get back to Walt Lambert a little later. Um, from there, we get um, to Hubie going into his house and we kind of meet his mother and everything. And reestablishes that he really does get scared about everything even some a decoration in his own house he just mm. knocks its head off with its with his helmet yeah <laughs> so extreme oh. uh, he's like one of the you remember that video where someone popped out of a trash can and then the guy like ko's Decked the dude the when face. he pops out yeah <laughs> that's yeah. what you reminds me of <laughs> yeah. you don't you go straight to violence when you get scared uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone's in danger uh, near you. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that his mother implies that he's been scared by the same little ghost ghoul thing. Yeah, like multiple times. And... Uh-huh. It's like, did it scare you again, Hubie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how many times did he have to fix it? He probably had to put its attach its head on a few times already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so then we establish Hubie's mother, which does she have a, a name or is she just Mrs. Dubois or whatever? Yeah, I can't remember that she's ever named. We I think she's just, yeah. Mom, mom, mommy. Yeah, good old mama. <laughs> um, a fun little gag is her thrift store t-shirts. All just like yeah. explicit stuff that uh-huh. goes over her head and Hubie's head. Uh-huh. Kayak boner donor t-shirt. Yeah, boner donor. <laughs> <laughs> if you can read this, you're in farting range. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I mean, she should have understood that one at least. You would think so, yeah. Well, she's, 
she's highly capable of being like a like a murderer if she wanted to be so she's maybe it's all for show mm -hmm. that she's like out of her wits <laughs> yeah she does it to uh not incriminate herself yeah right <laughs> they also establish in this scene that uh like hubie was abused throughout his childhood <laughs> people mm -hmm. threw firecrackers at him they threw garbage in his room. She's mixing up which of their neighbors did which because yeah. there's so many people abusing <laughs> him. And then uh -huh. his dad chased him with a tennis racket. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Uh, this this guy has uh, somehow miraculously stayed a decent human being through all of this torment, you know? Yeah. He's endured. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> endless positivity. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Mom kind of establishes the whole uh, Salem history of Salem, people mm -hmm. picking on each other, literally just, you know, going after people, putting them on trial and, you know, because they're different. And that kind of establishes her, her whole motive, you know, in a second watch, why she's going to start, you know, picking people off all of his bullies because <laughs> she gives him that little pep talk right here in this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's also that little moment, which I think is also an indicator that he needs help, is that uh he can't even open the mo marshmallow fluff jar on his own. Yeah, he uses mom, his mom. like seventy, eighty year old mom to do it for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably when she decides she needs to don the pumpkin mask and start taking people out. Mm -hmm. So her son is uh gonna get eat ripped apart yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. She's just doing what's best for baby. <laughs> that in its own right is kind of, uh, I feel like the mother aspect of it is kind of a callback to uh, Friday the 13th as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say that, yeah. Hmm. It's a mix a mix of uh, Psycho and Friday the 13th. Yeah. The whole, like, not adjusted aspect. Yeah. Because, you know, Jason was a, was a, like a kid he wasn't like uh he wasn't like norman bates type so he's like a mix of jason and norman bates and she's yeah or he's mixed with you know mother from psycho yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is another redeeming quality is all the callbacks to horror movies pretty cool mm -hmm. um but yeah from there we learn the backstory steve downey was married to uh violet valentine they were like the the king and queen of the, the high school pretty much they won all the awards uh hubie meanwhile one most likely to marry his pillow yeah <laughs> <laughs> which even the people that made the yearbook were bullies man salem is effed up man yeah <laughs> jesus people out um, here giving this guy the worst time of his life <laughs> uh Oh, then there's another thermos moment. It has a vacuum in it because he breaks the window after his own inflatable decoration pops up in his window. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> which was extreme. What? How did he? Did he hit the window or how did he break he, it? I don't he remember. He threw something he was holding at. I think it was like a book or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, Jesus, this the is like and then cleans up the glass. <laughs> I think he has serious trauma. From being that startled from getting scared that means people were either scaring him or like hitting him if we want to read like his psychological makeup something something horrible he's repressed 
probably is causing these reactions. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a psychiatrist would help in the uh, fashion mm-hmm. of our, you know, our, our hero life, life coach. Yeah, <laughs> it's always our advice for all of our heroes. Yeah. <laughs> so Just go to a psychiatrist, I think, man. You need to see a therapist. <laughs> It's an unbroken streak in that segment. Yeah. It's always our advice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, from there, there's a quick little peeing in Hubie's yard bit real quick. We don't know who... Well, we know he's the guy that escaped, but we don't know his identity yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we move on to a quick scene with Violet and her kids. Um and uh, there's the little gag of everyone dressing up in Harley Quinn costumes, mm-hmm. everyone in the whole news station. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, fun uh, fact, uh, the original anchor sitting at the desk, apparently she was a real news anchor, and she got fired oh. for starring in that role. What? Yeah, uh-huh. It was in her contract uh, that she wasn't allowed to make like other media appearances or something like that, and she didn't know that, so... When she uh, starred in the movie and it came out, her radio station fired her. Well, yeah. uh, Netflix and Adam Sandler and their like multi-film contracts better hook her up with some more roles for for what they cost to her career. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I think to... it's safe to say. Yeah, she's, she's got to branch off and uh, find a new direction. She she's got the end yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. She can, um, you know, set up some kind of like Watergate kind of sc- scandal breaking uh-huh. thing. <laughs> like, really make an impact. Heck yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, just felt like throwing that out there, you know. Uh, the poor girl lost. Yeah, her that's. I think I think they'll take care of her. She could be in future Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, which, they still have a contract for what, make... like two or three more. So. Yeah, so she'll she'll be she'll be all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from there, there's a really weird scene where uh, I guess their character names are Dan and Louise. Uh, mm. They report that their pig was slaughtered. Yeah. Um, which was revealed later to actually be uh, Lambert that did that when he was a werewolf. Yeah. That was the one Quote, one murder that he. F- yeah. He actually did. <laughs> He's a little hungry. Yeah. A little peckish. <laughs> uh, that scene was just kind of cringy for me their their whole they hate each other yeah relationship I was like oh my god this is too much but there was one absurdist line that I liked because you know me um, at the end she said uh, Peanut's dead we gonna eat Peanut tonight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what <Yeah>. that was <laughs> insane uh, like this carcass that's been ripped apart by a werewolf they're gonna still cook that and eat that oh yeah uh-huh. that was just the most bizarre <laughs> thing that I... <laughs> like these people are crazy she doesn't care man. man she's ready for a meal and uh that pig has already sacrificed itself so <laughs> gotta make do i would be what you got <laughs> it's like you're assuming that at this point they don't think it's a werewolf, so they think it's some kind of animal. Mm-hmm. It's like I would not eat something that some wild animal already picked at. Like I don't want like rabies or some kind of yeah. disease or something, uh-huh. or some uh, <laughs> some uh, coronavirus. To, to I don't want to be patient zero for 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 a new virus. <laughs> mm-hmm. For real though. I'm, I mean, Get, Jesus, have the that caught me off guard. Everybody. <laughs> 
new zombie apocalypse. No. Uh, another swine flu. Jeez. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Just another, I yeah. guess, semi interesting, uh, interesting part of the film. <laughs> <laughs> it kept me entertained in that scene because I was just, like I said, cringing at the. Oh, they hate each other. He hates his wife. He wants to kill her and whatever. Yeah, oh. it's, <laughs> it's a played out dynamic. I think uh, that needs to yeah. die uh, just as much as that pig did. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but from there we go to the museum. There's another example of a like a arrested development bully, like the janitor guy uh, making fun of kids. Yeah, I love in that. The, for being <laughs> nerds. Uh -huh. They're nerds. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's a janitor. Uh. They're all going to make something with their lives. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny because it's, it's a perfect encapsulation of what being a douchebag bully is going to amount to in your life for, in most cases. Yeah. Some cases you get, get lucky and you get to be a cutthroat like you know, stockbroker or something. I don't know, whatever savage people do. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that like uh obviously janitors make a pretty decent living. Or at least I, I think that they deserve to. Uh but this is Yeah, a, yeah. This know. is more of a play on the idea that good things don't come to bad people. Uh which and, I mean in real life people obviously yeah. isn't true. But uh for morality's sake, we want to believe that that's true. So if we can believe yeah. that that janitor who still thinks that all these uh, kids are little nerds and stuff, uh, yeah, is is in a place where he has to like clean up after them as well. Uh, yeah, I think that shows that it's... you know, be good and good things will come to you. Yeah, yeah. and uh, don't mock education and and then still feel like you're superior to these little nerds mm -hmm. when you're not exactly <laughs> yeah uh learn to program so there was that yeah right <laughs> <laughs> there was that part i don't i don't know what she she was was she like um like a not a nun but she like some kind of religious person but uh i don't know yeah she Hubie gives her the word searches that he made for kids while they're waiting in line. She just tosses it straight in the trash can. <laughs> yeah, she accepted it so graciously, too. Just to walk away and throw it right into the garbage bin. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. I thought she was going to be a nice character for just that, that yeah. quick moment. She's like, oh, that's so sweet of you. And then she just throws it away. <laughs> like rolls her eyes and, to and tosses it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's when the there's a whole display or exhibit of his uh, great great grandmother, which we already talked about. So we learned that backstory, mm -hmm. um, and it kind of gives Hubie like a, you know, that's his rallying cry is you know, following in his his ancestors' footsteps, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, trying to keep mm -hmm. everyone safe. What a good man. <laughs> um, and then there's the little bombshell that uh. Uh, Violet drops on him that there's a gravestone or a headstone in um in the cemetery <laughs> that doesn't have a, a death date on it. So that means that he's still out there somewhere from the 1600s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Is that possible? Right. You could just have a, a plot with a, a headstone ready, but, you know, you just never get buried. Mm -hmm. hmm. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, Walter Lambert, that's when he gets suspicious. He's already suspicious of Lambert, so then he goes to investigate mm -hmm. and decides to just go 
in the middle of a a funeral uh, ceremony for like, Landolf's father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and rolls over there like he's stealthy, mm-hmm. and then uh, starts digging Using with his, his thermos. thermos. Yeah, a little thermos shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Just chucks dirt because the the. The headstone just so happens to be right next to the the funeral, the burial. So uh, as he's as he's picking yeah. up the dirt to uncover the the name, he uh, he's just flicking it heartily at the <laughs> at the priest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is uh, also just fine with uh, uh, Hubie getting beat up. He says, uh, "The what's his name? Mundy? I Michael keep forgetting Mundy. his name." Yeah. Mike Mundi says, "Can I beat him up?" He says, "Not yet, but stay close." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stand what back the heck? and stand down. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, stand by or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That signaling, you have to let him know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a few good lines in here that I thought were funny. Um, he asked why on on Halloween there was a funeral, and he and, he, and the father said. Uh, People die every day. They don't skip holidays. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and if you get dirt on my good funeral shoes again, I'm going to bury one up your butt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Doing the gesture with his two fingers. Yeah. Even. <laughs> so I w- it was mixed messaging for me. I'm like, uh, I'm assuming he's talking about burying his funeral shoes up his butt. But then, I don't know. He put his two fingers up there. So I... I don't know what's going to end up bar- lodged into uh, uh, Hubie's rectum. It could but, be uh, a whole plethora something. of things, you know. Uh, <laughs> maybe he'll just start with the cross. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, oh, my other favorite little throwaway line was uh, he asked uh, he asked him if he wanted some soup to wash off the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, who does that? Which I like that because uh, that's you know we know his soup. He uses some pretty creamy like split pi- split pea clam chowder chicken noodle. I don't think any of that's gonna help the the dirt getting off the the man's shoes. Yeah, I think so, it would make uh, it worse. He could uh, just kick the dirt <laughs> off versus uh, turning it into a slush. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, there's a lot that happens in this scene. Then then he. Uh, he accuses, or no, he assumes that she's the mother is dressed up like a wicked witch, mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> he t- he says he had a boner, and then she's like, oh, "Why does he talk about his a boner?" <laughs> yeah. And like this like <laughs> Italian thing, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, then they they push him in the hole, yeah, and the mother's kind of freaking out, and he's like, "Mom, trying to calm her down. We want him in the hole." Yeah. <laughs> Michael, it was uh, Landolfo pushed him in the in the grave yeah. on top of yeah, his Landolfo. father, and then uh, Mike Mundy is telling uh, telling the the mom like, no, no, it's not disrespectful. He wants to be in the hole. He deserves to be in the oh, hole. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's who it was. Yeah, like what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> so and then uh, Hubie basically kills the guy that's digging the grave or or refilling the hole. Oh yeah. Like he scares uh, <laughs> scares him to death and he falls in there with. Uh-huh. He's like there's someone down no. here. Has a little heart attack and falls in. <laughs> like, oh, my soup. Yeah. That's another fun little throwaway line. My soup. <laughs> yeah. My soup. He has a little cup uh-huh. poured out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh 
But yeah, from there, um, he goes back home. He's dodging watermelons this time. Uh, Lambert's boarding up his windows, which is super suspicious, of course, because um, he knows that he needs to keep himself in the house when he transforms, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then... From there, the next thing I have is uh, Hubie gives that presentation at school. Do you have anything in between that you want to talk about before we get to the Ugh. school scene? Uh, no, not really. I guess going back, <clears throat> uh, cutting back to the museum scene, uh, that was also oh, yeah, yeah. introduced uh, one of the daughters, I believe, of uh, oh, Violet yes, Valentine, yes. Cookie. Which, Co- uh, Cookie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Violet Valentine uh, has adopted three kids, uh, and two of them are newly hers, one of them being Cookie, the other one being Danielle. So this is where we mm-hmm. meet Cookie, who is actually one of the characters in this upcoming scene uh, where he's yeah, in the, the school the scene. Lesson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's there. Uh, the one kid gets put on blast by the, the teacher, I guess. Yeah. She says that you're re- reading at a second grade level, even though you're 11. Yeah. So, I don't. I'm. I'm trying to think. Like, is that signifying that bullies are getting like, um, stamped out at an earlier age, or that bullying is just gonna? It's just part of school. I don't know what that was supposed to signify. I felt like it was like a a move in the positive direction. Although teacher like putting down a kid is always kind of weird. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What you what you feel about that? I honestly felt super mixed about that scene because uh, yeah, in one yeah. sense, you know, it's great to defend, uh, you know, someone against a Cookie. bully. Yeah, she, she was defending Cookie, but uh, she she doesn't know like what's going on in that child's home life. Like what if uh, yeah. you know, what if he's being, you know, abused at home? And that's why he lashes out at school. So that's why he uh was like that i mean obviously he's not doing well uh he's an 11 year old mm-hmm. reading at a second grade level so that's like <laughs> that just reminds me of uh john mulaney's skit where he says like middle schoolers are mean you know uh because they don't just make fun of you they make fun of things that are real you know they'll say yeah look at this man's effeminate hips you know <laughs> so, <laughs> they hit you where it hurts <laughs> So I feel like that's exactly. a, a similar thing. Is uh, they'll make you. F- she made she made a, an actual pungent point about you know the child rather than just like uh, an offhanded remark. You know, a, a regular regular joke or insult. She she offended him in a in a meaningful way. So that's why I felt so yeah. nice about. It. I thought it was a a fun line, but like. The actual person inside of me felt bad for the kid. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there is the fact that at the end of it, she's she's also doesn't care about Hubie and that he's getting food thrown at him. She kind of just says like he deserved it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he stayed something to that effect or something like that. He's yeah, his so I'm like, man, yeah. I was sympathizing with her at first for defending the girl, and then I was just like, oh, she just likes. Uh, putting people in their place, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's an interesting character. I feel like all the actors did a pretty decent job in their roles. I don't think it was, like, terrible in terms of performance. Yeah. I just think that the direction yeah. of the characters wasn't great. Like, there wasn't anything meaningful to a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, the most meaningful thing, I think, that kind of happens is uh, Hubie in that speech kind of says how he would 
donate some of his candy to to charity mm-hmm. and then he inspires a cookie to do the same which is kind of a good thing yeah. to teach kids mm-hmm. so that that's one Hubie if anything is like the 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 most pure character that's actually teaching good lessons despite being a weirdo yeah <laughs> <laughs> um anything else in that scene aside from me just getting bombarded with uh with food, I guess wearing the stained uh, ghost, classic ghost or old school ghost yeah, costume, uh-huh. which, <laughs> which uh, you already mentioned. Yeah, but... another kid remarks, "Is that a pee stain?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it also yeah, uh, so... it, that scene basically ends when he makes a kid cry because he uh, gets a question and the kid is dressed up in costume and he calls. Him, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Says so says to like burn him or something. After that, the whole school starts throwing food at him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. he pulls out his yeah, that was... thermos umbrella, and that was when it was time for him to go. <laughs> did the umbrella come out of the thermos? Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, getting scared of children. Come on, man. You gotta, you gotta get over this, mm-hmm. over this hump. <laughs> it's uh. It's a mighty hill, more than a hump for this guy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Huh. Um, so after that, there's the coffee shop scene establishes the other kids. Yeah, I guess Tommy and Danielle. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and then Michael Mundy being a douche. Oh yeah, which it just felt like every high school movie. I always wonder, like. Real life isn't like that. Someone doesn't just walk into a store, knock coffee out of someone else's hand mm-hmm. in front of other people in public. Yeah, maybe not where I grew up. Yeah, <laughs> but it just seems like such a of its like of the movie world where that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, and then oh well, I guess my loss today, and he just walks out and doesn't say like, "Hey, you guys saw that, right? He knocked it out of my hand. Can I get another coffee?" Yeah, <laughs> he just accepted it and walked out. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like real life is like that, but maybe it is, and maybe I was just sheltered. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could say that uh, I don't think that that's normal behavior, but I'm sure at the backwoods of the country, uh, there's probably stuff like that happening. If, yeah, uh, I guess. If yeah. if you were ever bullied like that, let us know. Just yeah. some but I'll Go back there. for your coffee. Yeah. Don't. It's on. Don't let it's on camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, then and after that, there's another out of touch Hubie moment where he's trying to request the Ghostbusters theme song. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't comprehend radio and that you need to turn down the the radio feed while you're talking. So he's and just that echoing the back person on that's, himself. <laughs> he thinks it's someone like interrupting him or something. Some like troglodyte like thinking. I don't know what's what's wrong with yeah. this guy. <laughs> uh huh. It's like, they're not yeah. copying you. Yeah. That's you. Just turn down your radio. Like, those moments are where I'm like, they went too far, too extreme. Like, you can't make me think this guy is just this out of touch. Fully in I just, yeah, yeah. just, this is, this is too much. <laughs> uh, I feel like the movie but, uh, as a you... whole uh, has very mixed signaling. Like, I feel like it's supposed to be an adult movie and a kids movie mixed together so it doesn't really reach yeah. either audience very well because it seems like uh-huh. it's supposed to have lessons for kids but then there's also a lot of very adult content in it as well so yeah 
it's like do you, yeah, right. do you want to appeal to the adults or the children it's like you have to make a choice and i mean you can appeal uh, to adults while catering to children i mean adventure time and other shows do it very well but uh that's yeah. not what was happening in this film so i feel like that was a big a big downfall for it uh-huh yeah and the other thing which that reminds me of uh is they're they're punching up they're punching down they're punching in all these directions and you don't quite know what message they're trying to convey like are is this bad is it funny to make fun of people at someone's expense do you what do you do like it's you make it look like it's funny to to make fun of people and but it's bad and i i, I don't know i think they're they're at a crossroads in their their whole humor that all for all these years what adam sandler movies have been i i think they're trying to to be like of the moment and adjust to the times and basically not get canceled while still being the same thing they've always done the same routines yeah is what it feels like <laughs> yeah yeah they're just they're so. they're reaching uh but they're not quite grabbing <laughs> yeah but at least they're trying they're trying to adjust and and not be inconsiderate very true people i guess and try to try to make things better in the world maybe in a very confusing way <laughs> mm-hmm. um uh but yeah from there we it just establishes that violet is super into hubie um nice matters she she mentions mm-hmm. um hartman gets the pig mask yep uh there's the if you read this you're in fart range t-shirt <laughs> and then pretty much we arrive at halloween night hubie going out and seeing the full moon and he says to the moon or to god i guess so you went with the full moon huh god <laughs> like you want to test me tonight uh-huh. i see <laughs> yeah, yeah. have to call um, it out you know, yeah the fact that uh, the full moon is always out there in every horror movie yeah right <laughs> Especially when there's a werewolf on the loose, which he already suspects. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess we'll get right into the patrol. Um, which, cool thing he does, he saves a black cat, which, you know, black cats are bad luck. So if you save one, that should be the opposite, right? Right. Only it's makes sense. What I... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, the cat's owner is, is a pretty mean person. Yep. She's also a bully. Yeah, I feel <laughs> she's so familiar, but I didn't bother to look her up. I don't know if she's like from she's SNL or from SNL. SNL. She okay, is. Yeah. Yeah, Melissa Villasenor. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I knew I recognized her. It's like ah, oh, she looks so familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has that distinct voice. voice. Yeah. Uh huh. She sounds yeah. kind of like I don't know if I'm doing it quite right, but she sounds kind of like this. Like yeah. it's just weird. Yeah, really like sh- shaky, nervous kind of way of talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting voice. Fun to hear <laughs> her talk though. <laughs> yeah, um, but Violet sticks up for him and calls out the that that person that character mm-hmm. and threatens to beat her with her ugly cat. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the cat's eyes like like bug out of its head. Uh-huh. Like it knows it's cartoon eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, you know, there's one of those many, like, uh, moments where Hubie doesn't uh, pull the trigger on on uh, Violet, like, flirting with him. Yeah. And he just kind of just says, oh, oh, nothing. And she says, all right, well, 
you can get some soup refills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like she's just biding her time, giving him refills, uh, nourishing him until he is ready to uh, to to take the plunge yep. and be be the stud that she knows he is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and then that character that the she pops up again. Uh, the like religious lady. I don't know what she was. Yeah. The one that threw away his his word searches. She says, "I'm asexual, but that girl's making me hella horny." Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and just just leaves, walks into the night. Yeah. Yeah. Such uh, a weird character. That line like threw me <laughs> off so much. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> But uh, uh, that's that's the movie for you. That is yeah. the movie. Yep. And that's like an, an example of a line like, it's like a family movie, but like for older kids, I guess, because you're going to have to, I guess that kind of line will go over a, a young child's head, but it might lead to an uncomfortable conversation where the kids are going to ask like, what what does that mean? What's horny and all this stuff? And it's just like, yep. man, what what. What is the target audience for this movie? It's <laughs> yeah. very hard to, to, to determine, yeah. as you said. Uh-huh. Um, <sighs> I, it's not me, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll uh-huh. figure it out. Maybe they can do a recut. You know, a Snyder. Yeah. Snyder cut. Yeah. <laughs> Sandler cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll bring a. Did you hear that? Uh, in the Snyder Cut, they're bringing Jared Leto's Joker I into did. it somehow. Yeah. What? Uh, where is he gonna? How have is that any possible? Role? I don't know, but they're gonna do it. So I guess good for Leto, because he was pretty upset yeah. that he didn't get used a lot. So I'm sure he'll yeah. be able to come back and have a second crack at it, especially after he got like fully, uh, I don't know, replaced by good old Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> I'm just confused by by this Snyder cut though. Like, it can't change too much to the structure and the plot of the movie. So, it's not like it could be a big role if you're adding the Joker in. You're gonna have to reshoot like with everybody all kinds of scenes. Yeah, I assume it's gonna How's be a possible? lot of solo stuff because I mean he is pulling <laughs> everybody back for reshoots. So, man, just move on. Just do Justice League two at this point, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll I see. I'll, I'll watch it. I have HBO Max. I'll watch it. Yep. And we'll probably do a podcast about it, yep. but I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be huh. it's supposed to be like a mini series the way he's putting it together. So Oh, I see. Yeah, so it's not just one long movie. It's going to be like multiple versions, I guess, or multiple parts. Well, well, we'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah. We will We'll investigate. Yeah. We'll we'll dive <laughs> uh, in and let you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from there, um, Mr. Hennessy is uh, introduced. Yep. Um, what, what do you think of his haircut? Oh man, it's uh, it's interesting. It's really weird because they gave him a bald cap, so they made him like super bald, <laughs> and then they gave him a Ten- toupee that's on wrong, so it just looks like it's floating on top of his head. And uh, <laughs> it's just weird. It reminded me of like almost like a Kim Jong Un or like a, like Chairman Mao yeah. or something. That was was his haircut reminded me uh-huh. of just like this this dick dictator haircut, pretty much. I don't know. 
Yeah, it was really weird. It was, it was wild. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's a, this scene is another example of Hubie just being like overreaching. He like regulates the honor system on that candy uh, setup mm-hmm. with, where you can only pull one one candy at a time, and he yep. he regulates on the little mini Harley Quinn. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and she just doesn't care and keeps taking it as as they're talking. Yeah, she laughs at him too, and just keeps taking all the candy. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty funny scene, but yeah, that was funny. And then with Mister Hennessy uh, taking the rest at the end. Uh huh. Yeah, after telling him to go leave, uh, that there's uh, weird noises coming from Lambert's house. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. 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 He's like he could have investigated himself, but he's more interested in stealing candy. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. All these like uh, plot, like it's it's like everyone's advancing the plot with like, oh, you should check this out. I saw this, like the graveyard, or you know, yeah, it's kind of like an this weird of, uh, NCIS or CIS or all of those shows where they just keep getting pointed by pointed in different directions by different characters. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting. But yeah. But yeah, so Hubie goes to see Mr. Lambert, and he, this is where he's getting like bricks or cinder blocks thrown at him. Mm-hmm. Is what what I thought what it looked to be from from me. Which these kids are getting uh, increasingly violent. I don't know if it's the the sugar rush is just unlocking some kind of dark tendencies yeah, it's in the these full kids. Moon, you know? uh, it's escalating. Yeah, yeah that that too. Uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he gets literal gets a little TV. wild monitors like crt monitors thrown at him (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah it gets gets intense but uh (laughs) but hubie defied mr lambert's orders and go breaks into his house yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, what did he think was gonna happen oh man and he has his ping pong ping pong paddle for defense yeah (laughs) he's ready for anything My favorite part of that scene was the fact that, uh, you know, werewolves are traditionally like they can't control their urges and what they do. And they kind of don't know what's going on when they're werewolves. But Lambert is uh, he's able to have enough control to still poop on the designated newspaper spot. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was funny. Uh-huh. And, then you know, I want, it's nice that he puts out the dog food for himself before he transforms, too. Uh-huh. He takes uh-huh. care of himself. You know, he set that basement yeah. up for everything. <laughs> <laughs> dog food. I guess that's good. He doesn't have to go hunt hunt pigs or whatever. Yeah, very true. Very he can just true. eat the dog food. Uh-huh. I guess you get strange uh, cravings when you're transformed. Uh-huh. As long as it's not for human flesh, you know, that's all that matters. Yeah, dog food's fine. Yeah. You can you could save some money actually on a dog food diet. Heck yeah, yeah. He's he probably has a pretty good savings account. Um, Wouldn't all, doubt it. Bunch of money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, I forgot. He's a he's a, a patient yeah. at that place. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't have anything. Yeah. He just broke into an old yeah. house. Uh, that he's a squatter. Yeah. <laughs> keep keep forgetting. <laughs> Uh, uh, anything else in that scene? Nah, not so much. He he has a good little escape, like he just jumps out of a hatch or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is where <laughs> Mister uh, Lambert is now on the move, out in the world. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, next scene is the uh back at the police station. I guess Hubie's gonna report the werewolf. It's confirmed now. 
Um, yeah. This is a. And I guess there's. He busts in and uh, it's sort of. He sees the, the original couple there who were arguing about everything. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, Dan and Louise. Yeah, this is where uh, Officer Steve, he's like. Uh, he says it to uh, his fellow officer. I can't remember his name, but uh, yeah. Who is played by Keenan, yeah. And he's like, the package yeah. got by me. He moved quickly to the left. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, they have this whole back and forth, Officer Steve and, and Keenan. He's like, okay, well, how did the package even know that I was in here? And uh, Keenan's like, well, that's like a, it's that's a, a glass word. window. Yeah, <laughs> the package can see you. And then Steve's like, yeah, but you could have told the package that I'm a mannequin or something. <laughs> As if that's a realistic way to try to get him to leave like he's a mannequin that's not real oh. it's just costume you know <laughs> it's, it's although it's hubie has proven he's he's pretty dense so maybe that does work and, and has worked in the past yeah, very true <laughs> very true it goes through like a little montage of all the times that uh uh he's come yeah, bursting into he's the burst office in. and like different things <laughs> different costumes and uniforms with different issues uh-huh. <laughs> yeah uh, it's pretty funny yeah yeah, there's a few funny things. Yeah. I mean, we already talked about the AUU. He he sets him up on that, which is pretty cruel. Yeah. There's the inhaler where inhaler comes out of the thermos and he, he can't contain himself, so he has to take a few puffs <laughs> and uh, exhale in a strange way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the There's another, like, obvious domestic violence joke between that, that couple where, he, where he's walking out. He says, can I borrow your, your gun? I assure you... You can arrest me right afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, uh, man, that's just too much for me. Yeah, man. that relationship is bad. We understand, but uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, there's enough uh, domestic violence. We don't need to make light of it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my favorite part of that scene is where uh, Hubie asks for a Hershey kiss. Yeah. And he says. <laughs> I only have thirty left, yeah. so so no, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a whole jar That's... left. <laughs> you can't get one. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part. Yeah, it shows how we got from uh, football Steve to uh, <laughs> Officer Lard Steve. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess from there though. They they uh. Go they ahead. Go, it cuts to a uh, Tommy. At the party that uh, mm-hmm. his crush Megan invited him to at the coffee shop, so yeah, this is where we see him uh, find Megan there. Yeah, yeah, and you know they got a good little uh, kind of chemistry going on, mm-hmm. um, and then who who comes in to ruin the party but Hubie? Yep. Um, some one of the kids says, "Do you want to die?" Yeah. <laughs> threatens him yeah that was the uh, that kid was actually on a disney channel show i don't know which one but oh really? yeah uh-huh so i thought it was interesting that he was just yeah. like a throwaway character in this because he was like a main star on like a disney channel show oh yeah huh well i guess cameos are a thing you know the whole ben stiller thing and yeah very true i guess it's it's a privilege to be in these movies i guess yeah <laughs> Because once you're in one, you're in them all. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah. but yeah, we can move ahead a little bit. Anything else in there before uh, Hubie ends up in the corn maze? Uh, yeah, Hubie has like this whole boner monologue about uh, oh. <laughs> he's made yeah. he's made some boners in his day, and there were some boners uh, in high school that he wished he could have gotten back. But uh, yeah, and everybody, <laughs> everybody, all the kids there are laughing, and that's when uh, Michael Mundy tells his buddy to send. Uh, to send Hubie into the the corn maze, so he can scare him. Mm-hmm. So that's how we move into that scene. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Pretty much in the corn maze. There's not too much. It's just kind of him looking around. Uh, he has that throwaway line like, uh, you know, looking for that kid. He's like, even Sasquatch couldn't survive out here in this 28 degree, uh, cold or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then Michael Mundy gets like supernaturally like pulled into the corn, um, like pretty extreme. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> which, in hindsight, how how did his mother eighty uh, year old pull that mom, off? Yeah, like he gets yanked, <laughs> just just ripped out of the air from like a seated position. Like <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even just yeah. My rewatch. people. <laughs> that mom, she has some kind of supernatural strength going on. It's all that Chardonnay, man. It just releases the beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, um. Anything else in that scene before then? For Hubie, uh, kind of reports his findings to uh, to uh, uh what's his name again? Uh, Steve. Officer. Steve, yeah. yeah. Uh, I pretty much just have that. It's just Hubie standing at the 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 trash can with the cardboard sign. We need to talk. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the designated AUU trash can uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we go to the drive drive in from there, mm-hmm. and then it's Mister Hennessy and his wife um, watching the movie. Yeah, and he's like trying to turn her on by sucking on the fake fingers yeah because his costume is uh his head and like his hand (laughs) so he's a headless like i don't know regal person victorian age person (laughs) yeah yeah and she's not turned on by it nah um and implies that she only gets turned on when she's cheating on him i guess multiple times she ends up ends up saying (laughs) Uh yeah she basically Uh, was like uh She said, you know I don't get turned on or something to that effect. Like, you're there most of the time. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the, the only other thing that turns them on is being bullies because they have that plot for, like, tricking Hubie. Yeah. And then they start laughing. And then, um, yeah, she lures him over there. And, um, yeah, Hubie goes, runs to the rescue. And he says, uh, we could do this the easy way or the paddle way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pulls out the paddle, mm-hmm. and um, there's a grappling hook, a megaphone on his thermos, all kinds of crap. Yeah. And he ends up in the bushes with Lambert eating pumpkins, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I guess, a good... He's not eating live organisms anymore. Well, a, I guess animal organisms. He's yeah, eating pumpkins instead, which is, which is better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool he can control himself a little bit mm-hmm. he's trying he's doing his uh, best you know st- 
doing his best, yeah. Um, from there, uh, Hubie gets a refill with Violet. He gets his split pea, clam chowder, chicken noodle, and then blends it together mm -hmm. with his thermos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that scene's just kind of more of like a tension scene, just showing that he doesn't get it, that she's like into him, or he does get it and he's scared yeah. to commit to it. Uh -huh. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then Mr. Hennessy gets taken out. Yeah. Um, by he goes and checks on the scarecrow. That was in the middle of the road as they were driving home. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, he goes to check it out. Gets kidnapped. The wife goes out to see what's going on. She gets kidnapped. Yeah, <laughs> they're all just getting yanked away by this old lady. Yeah, um, which you don't know yet, but yeah, looking back on it, it's pretty outlandish. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and the mother, uh, she has another shirt. She's wearing Muff's Diving School now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My God. Um, oh, then there's the reveal of Walter. Um, he's he's handcuffing himself, and then he gets reunited with the guy wearing the pig mask. Yep. And then we know that they're, I don't know, I guess roomies or something, yeah. basically. They don't, they don't say that specifically in that scene. He just says we yeah. need to talk as he takes off his little pig. Yeah, mask. yeah, right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like but, uh, after that that we find out exactly what it is that they, you know, what their relationship yeah. is. Oh, yeah, you're right. Cool. Yeah. So then there's that. Um, Hubie... I forget what makes him go to the the like haunted house. I don't know what, what uh, he sees. Makes him... I think he sees a dog, and the dog like makes him oh. or something like that. Yeah, because I know he greets the dog out front and, and accuses it of being Mister Lambert. Yeah, he's talking to it. Uh huh. And then, uh, and then he says, "Is that Michael Mundy in your in your feces?" Yeah. Right. And then he gets he gets mad that uh, he starts peeing like it was disrespectful. Uh -huh. Start peeing during their conversation or whatever he was doing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in the in that haunted house maze, uh, it's like the worst environment for Hubie to be in because he's just like scaring the people that are scaring him by how badly he's getting scared. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> their their scare is more of a, a fear for his safety. You know, <laughs> it's more of concern than anything. <laughs> like uh, when the girl from under the table grabs his leg and he just freaks out and she just stares at him like, oh. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a grown man. Yeah. Uh -huh. And the guy with <laughs> the axe and my favorite. walks up and is like, are you okay, man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know this isn't real or something like that. Uh-huh, yeah. Yep. Uh, my favorite is when he, like, maces that one guy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I'm a dentist. I help people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that whole scene yeah. was interesting. I think he calls him Lucifer, too. Yeah. Lucifer! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the pumpkin head uh, takes out uh, Mr. Landolfo. Landolfa? Yeah, uh-huh. He gets taken out. Yeah, when Landolfa so just all getting... realizes that Hubie is in the maze because he just came out with one of the teachers from the, the high school. Yeah. Uh, he goes back in. He's like, well, since this didn't work out because he was trying to hit on the teacher, I'm going to go in and scare oh, yeah. Hubie. So, uh, Classic uh, 
you know, just taking your your frustration out on on someone weaker than you. Yep, yep. So yeah, he goes yep. in there, tries to find him, <laughs> and that's when he gets yoinked. He gets uh, yep. ripped straight out of uh, reality with that one. And then it's just kind of it's playing on the. I didn't like connect the dots that this person was defending Hubie. I was just kind of it's a it's a slasher formula is that the bad, you know, people are the ones that get picked off usually. Mm-hmm. People are doing sinful stuff. So so it's kind of clever that they're they're playing on that. Like it's it makes sense that these people are the ones that are getting killed, but it's ex- makes extra sense when you realize it's his mom defending him from his bullies. <laughs> so uh, yeah. 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 Um a fun little gag was that the uh um the priest character he was playing the the devil, the devil yeah. in the maze <laughs> pulls his pulls it off uh, it was just so so confusing yeah, yeah like that doesn't seem um, uh, ethically correct uh, for a christian man <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um anything else in that scene before hubie goes up to uh WTCH uh, uh, no, headquarters. No, basically everyone accuses him of being the uh, being the killer. Now. Yeah. So after that, they're on to Frankenstein him. and runs away, and that's what he makes it up to WTCH, which is uh, <laughs> his his favorite radio broadcasting show. So station. Yeah. And that's where we meet um, meet a good old Aurora, who is the host. Yeah. With her, her smooth, <laughs> sultry voice as she narrates uh, throughout the movie. But we find out that in person, Aurora is actually Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, golly. <laughs> big, big, jolly green giant himself, Shaq, is uh, the radio broadcaster with a very effeminate voice. So, uh, yeah, once they, <laughs> once they step into the booth together, we see, uh, you know, that uh, he just uses a radio voice. It's not his actual voice. And yeah, uh, I I like the reveal of uh, his wife though, who has that yeah. <laughs> that really manly voice, really scratchy and deep it's, voice. It's not her radio voice; nah. it's just her normal voice. Yeah, <laughs> she comes out with like a BLT for Shaq, and then uh, <laughs> Hubie says, uh, yeah. "I can't wait to hear your real voice." She's like, "This is <laughs> my real voice." <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man, they just went there with that weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, one other thing, as he's coming up the hill, um, there's bears out in like the woods, and they're like start throwing stuff at Hubie too. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that part. Yeah, um... I, I thought that was insane. Also, yeah. even the bears are against him. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world, uh, man. The whole world. But, uh, yeah, while he's uh, there, before he runs away, he gets the number for a person who calls the radio station more than he does. And uh, yeah. he meets up with the Officer Steve to uh, find out who it is because they think that it might be Violet. So once uh, yeah. once Violet is set up to meet up with Hubie so that they can make the phone call uh, or try to get a confession out of her... Um, they realize that the phone call uh, was traced back to his house. Yeah. So. And it's it's revealed that Mama's involved. Mama Dubois. Yep, Mama Dubois. But yeah, in that previous scene, uh, 
Violet and Hubie basically profess their love for each other. So that happens right before mm-hmm. he has to run and go save his mama. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's when she's wearing kayaking gets me wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah once he gets to the house uh the priest is outside watching his mom says nobody's in there except your mom and uh that's when you see he's upside down right yeah uh-huh yeah 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 which is a pretty <laughs> funny scene he's like hanging upside down so we can scare huey or hubie and uh yeah i think it was right there he's like hey get me down get me down like or maybe it's like yeah. wrong, but he's like the blood is rushing to my head and then he just knocks out like <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny that's what he gets Uh um but meanwhile things escalate and mom is ready to burn these people at the stake yeah uh for bullying her son (laughs) yeah uh she's got them all tied up Uh, with uh sticks for kindling at their feet and uh man she's ready to go through with it too uh uh-huh he's like i knew hubie couldn't take care of himself so i had to do it for him yeah (laughs) I forget what Hubie says, but he suggests that she can uh, go to heaven or something, and then the mom says, I'm probably going to hell yeah, or something uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, man. She's Fully super aware. self-aware, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I wonder why, what takes Hubie so long to, like, just take his mom out or, like, try to stop her? He, like, kind of just stands there like it's a quandary, like, even has the flashback of them all bullying him. Like, he's weighing his options. Like, should I let them die? Then I won't get bullied anymore yeah, <laughs> for a second, yeah, for a I split mean, second. That really is, like, the, the thing that's playing out in his head in that scene is, like, does he go along with yeah. what his mom is doing? Like, yeah, he hates being bullied, so it would be nice to get rid of them. But then it's at the end of the <laughs> yeah. flashback that it shows uh, Violet, who is his guiding star and who believes that goodness wins out overall that he decided to uh, yeah. save everyone. So that's when he throws his little yep. drop of pea soup that uh, puts out the, the <laughs> mask that his mom lit to light them all on fire. So. And order's restored. Yeah. Everything is right with and, the world. Uh... Oh, and for some reason, <laughs> Hubie's mom called the radio or called the, like, the news station, so they're there. And they're like reporting oh, the whole yeah. thing live. <laughs> um, oh man! Yeah. So Violet and the kids are all home watching it on TV as it plays out. It's really, really interesting. You know, anything to get uh, ratings, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They're not gonna stop a killer. They'll just watch a, the killer kill. <laughs> yeah it's good for tourism. You know, mm. a, a new burning at the stake. Oh, it's been yeah. a while. Yeah, gotta gotta up the stakes on their game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man. yeah, after that, uh, his mom, you know, after giving her whole little spiel and about how everyone bullies him and they have no right to because he's so nice, and then she gets thwarted by her own son. She basically calls Frankenstein the same way that. Uh, Hubie did in a haunted house to get away, and she runs off into the night cackling like a villain. And then, uh, yeah. That's. Yeah, I wonder if she'll be back. Yeah, I don't know. There was a, there was a scene, a part there, where uh, Officer Steve says, uh, 
when they were talking about, you know, it hurts to be bullied, and Officer Steve pipes uh-huh. up. He's like, I busted a guy for a DWI last week, and uh, he said it was an honor to be arrested by a Muppet. I acted like I didn't <laughs> hear him, but then I went and cried in my squad car for half an hour. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I just thought that was a funny line. Yeah, but, yeah it's funny. Yeah. And it just shows that, you know. Uh-huh. Being uh, picked on is is something that is like a vicious cycle. Yeah, causes you to lash out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Abusers abuse, uh, right? Abuse yeah, is right. abuse too. But hmm. yeah, so that basically ends yeah. everything. It it moves on yeah. to uh, to to next Halloween, where it shows uh-huh. everybody preparing, and then you get to see everyone's costumes like. Uh, QB is now with Violet, and all the three kids are dressed up like uh, characters from last year. So uh, they got like Mr. Lambert and Officer Steve, and uh, mm-hmm. who's the other one? I'll even remember. I don't remember either. Yeah, uh, but yeah, <laughs> they play all of them, and then uh, yeah, we find out that QB is the mayor now uh yeah. magically so yeah somehow there just happened to be an election in that time and <laughs> uh everybody just unanimously decided that since he saved those people he should be mayor uh in spite of all qualifications so yeah <laughs> Man. yeah imagine the smear campaign against his mother i know how do you overcome that right yeah the muckraking yeah i guess when you got uh when you got everybody hating on the previous mayor for trying to keep the festivities going when people are getting murdered or kidnapped, uh, it's kind of hard to run an opposition campaign against uh, against that. <laughs> yeah, it's it blows butter emails way out of the water. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> but they didn't they didn't capitalize on it. Yeah, should have tried harder. <laughs> <laughs> but your mother tried to burn people at the stake. Yeah. I do not, and would I never advocate for burning people at the stake? In fact, I stopped her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably sealed the, the election for yeah. him. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's basically the end of the movie right there. Uh, I got to say, the end credits were cool. pretty entertaining. You know, uh, the editing for all of that was fun. <laughs> yeah, some bloopers. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> Well, I guess we can move on to uh, Creme de la Creme real quick. Yeah. Um, so you already commented that you really liked the actors and what they were working with. Who who do you think uh, was putting the best performance? Man, I got to say, best performance for me was uh, Steve Buscemi slash Mr. Lambert. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just so interesting. And, like, the stupid voice he made when he was trying to be a werewolf didn't even sound like, oh, yeah. aggressive. It sounded like he had something <laughs> in his throat. Like he was like, "Hello there." <laughs> so yeah, there's that part in the bloopers where he does a little, the little howl yeah. thing. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> 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 it's too funny. Yeah, but yeah, I would say him, yeah. him, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe I actually really liked Megan's character, the girl. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. The love interest. I thought she was cool. An- a normal person exactly i feel like she was the only normal person even like violet valentine was really weird because because how hard she like loved hubie made her strange Mm -hmm. but yeah so i would say those yeah yeah i'm with you on uh buscemi i also like ray ray liotta's uh character he was a small part but just uh it's cool seeing him do this Oh, this oddball type character and then uh, I'll give Adam Sandler a shout out for just committing to this this character and just going for it yeah I guess you got it's 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 what he does mm-hmm. and he's good at doing what he does so that's cool good for him <laughs> very true very true <laughs> but yeah I can't give like uh, you know too much praise for all of the people because i mean like i said they did good but it wasn't a film that's supposed to really highlight your acting chops yeah right (laughs) it's just a a a romp Uh, i guess the michael michael mundy yeah he has a pretty good character too yeah Mm -hmm. honorable mention yeah yeah okay Anything else you want to highlight? Um, you know, use of music or score or yeah, um, I mean, any camera work. I I liked the the soundtrack. They had a lot of interesting songs going on. Like you said, they played a lot of uh, sort of Halloween classics. So, mm-hmm. so they made a good choice in the licensing. So, yeah, but uh, that's about it. I can't really say that there's too many interesting scenes. I guess the Jello scene was interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah cinematography yeah. pretty pretty basic can't really typical yeah yeah so. yeah i agree um i mean if anything they did kind of shoot the movie like a horror movie with some like kind of scares kind of pop-up jump scare type things i guess it was kind of effective when he would get startled for a second yeah and like a horror movie kind of vein but other than that, yeah, not too, not too much to highlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we can move on to uh, Hero Life Coach. So uh, as as already predicted, we're going to recommend therapy. But uh, any other advice you have for Hubie and anyone else that you would consider a hero? Uh, you know, I think that he just needs to uh, uh, take things head on, stop trying to avoid uh, bad situations. Yeah. Which would be, you know, mm-hmm. the, the whole reason he made up a girlfriend is so that he could pretend that, uh, you know, he had the security blanket of being in a relationship when obviously he wasn't. I mean, yeah. I think it's uh, good to own up to, you know, your situation and deal with it in a healthy manner. And I think that uh, trying to escape from it from it in that way is not that great. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Try to come to terms with uh, who you are. I mean, yeah. I think moving forward, that sort of uh, sort of put him in a position where he could actually tell Violet that he liked her. So it's good. It's good. Yeah, he's growing. Yeah, he's 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 uh, becoming a man now. Finally, in his forties uh, or fifties. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say for him that he, now that he's the mayor, uh, he needs a you know 
not squander his responsibility and uh, bring good things to Salem. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, despite saving the day, you know, don't let it go to your head. And he's, we, we already know that he's not very good at dealing with trauma. I guess the new trauma of his mother being a psychopath could maybe weigh on him. So he needs uh, to work that out probably next. Um, and uh, I don't know. He's going to have to come to terms with his mother and who she is. And uh, maybe they will have another face-to-face -face one day where they can, you know, heal things before his mother goes to hell as she uh as she predicted yeah or prison <laughs> whatever comes first yeah <laughs> yeah right um Four yeah of therapy writer. lots lots and lots of therapy yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah all the kids are kind of heroes too so for them i would just say um learn from hubie's you know morality and then try to avoid his uh his neuroses and uh, all of his shortcomings and be assimilate into society, but keep that Hubie spirit yeah. of wrong or, or, or right, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a uh, good, good lesson. Good lesson. Yes. Um, so for a bad behavior enabler, I'm probably, you're going to focus on Mrs. Dubois or oh. who do you think is the, the villain is it just everybody <laughs> yeah i mean it depends on what lens we're looking at it from we're looking at it from uh yeah the idea of the actual like murderer or the fact that uh half of the cast is uh uh jerks and they're all trying to make hubie's life terrible yeah so um so i mean one caused the other yeah they made a monster yeah. they unlocked the beast <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So I would say, uh, you know, I'd probably have to go for, I don't know, maybe both. I'm just going to say that the bullies, you know what? Uh, sometimes life sucks, my dude. And when you feel unfulfilled in your life, uh, you feel that Hubie has a full head of hair when you don't, that, that, that <laughs> Hubie has sex hope, and that and that he he can read you know and uses big words i mean obviously <laughs> like he just he, he he deserves it so you can't let someone who is better than you uh who is also awkward live a normal life uh, you have to make their life worse otherwise your life uh, you know by comparison is even worse than that i mean it only makes sense right yeah 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 I mean, bully. There's only one way to go about it. Bully logic, man. <laughs> uh, what I kept wondering throughout the whole movie is like, what do these people do for a living? I don't see how they could actually hold a job with with this like Grudge. toxic mentality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like children. How how are they actually like living living day -day. normal lives and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> It don't make but yeah, for sense. them, I say, you know, you're in Salem. You came to the right place. You got to keep the tradition alive mm -hmm. and just, you know, burn people at the stake if they're different than you. Yeah. And uh, establish and maintain the uh, institutional just uh, 
just the patriarchy. Keep it, keep it all going. Everything that puts people down, make sure you enforce it through bullying tactics. And uh, and Salem will just continue to be a tourist hotspot. And you just gotta capitalize on your grim history and keep it going. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, That's what I would say to the bullies, yeah, they're really just uh, fulfilling his ancestral role. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're helping Hubie out uh, in the long term. You know. Because he wouldn't be able to live mm-hmm. up to his ancestor who was burned at the stake if he wasn't uh, constantly uh, berated and, and messed with all day long. So, yeah. He, he needs it. He needs it. And uh, the mom? Heck yeah. Burn all those evil people. They all deserve to die. <laughs> she should have just done it sooner, you know? I mean, she had a box of matches. She didn't have to stop when Hubie put it out. Just throw another one. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Now they can die. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, in my defense of her actions, I don't know if it was all an act. She's she's maybe capable in moments. There's signs of some kind of degenerative like brain condition, maybe. Um, I say when you're sundowning, make it the most extravagant yeah. sunset you can. And just go out with a bang, and it'll be the most memorable sunset. One that gets painted and hung up in museums. Mm-hmm. That's how you sundown right there, baby. Heck yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but, uh, don't, don't go quiet into, that good, into the good night, or however that goes. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe she just watched Interstellar before, uh, before uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Or the gray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a combination of inspirations. Heck yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, just moving on. Yeah. Yeah. She, she did what she had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, from there, we will go into, uh, trophy case. So, let's just, I guess, we could focus real quick on the director, which I'll let you take that over and, and then we'll go to adam sandler yeah so uh steven brill is the director of this movie and uh he's had a role in a lot of sandler films so he kind of is just uh making a comeback for this one as well but uh he has done mr deeds uh he's also done without a paddle uh he was a writer for the mighty ducks and uh if you guys remember the movie 43 the one that was like super star studded. Uh, mm. I never watched it, but uh, basically it had like every celebrity ever in the movie, and it was just a bunch of comedy skits, and it was like completely panned. Like uh, it, it was just terrible. But uh, yeah, I never watched it. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he directed part of that film as well. It had a lot of directors for all the different scenes that were in there, but he directed part of it. And then uh, his directorial hmm. debut was Heavyweights, which was, uh, I think that was a movie about kids going to a fat camp or something like that. Oh, I really, I like that movie. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, so that was his first. That one's that good. Was his first movie. So, um, hmm. yeah, I haven't seen Heavyweights. Uh, at least I don't think I've seen it. I feel like I might have seen some of it because the premise is familiar. It used to be on Disney Channel all the time. Okay, yeah, I've probably seen it then. Because the, the premise yeah. is definitely familiar. Um, ben Stiller's in it. He's like this crazy, like, uh, he's like a life coach, <laughs> but for getting these kids to, to work out and stuff and get them 
their weight under control. Right. He's like an extreme, like, yeah, weight loss person. Okay. It's a pretty memorable Ben Stiller role. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Kind of like a yeah. true underdog story. He just replies the yeah. role. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. This dude is, is extreme in this movie. For a kid's movie. I right. just remember it being extreme. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that um, was Steve Stephen Brill. So, uh, I guess he's got he's, right. he's got like a mixed bag of work. But I would say that one of my favorites from him, I liked, uh, you know, Mister Deeds and Without a Paddle and The Mighty Ducks, which he wrote, was a pretty good movie. And Heavyweights, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. I would say what really needs to go in his trophy case is the contract he signed with Netflix. That Netflix money. Aww, that de- yeah, that deserves to be uh-huh. framed. <laughs> and on display. Just put every <laughs> dollar behind that glass and relish it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what about Sandler? Um, t- top five roles, I guess, from him. Oh, what would you man. say? I'd have to say The Wedding Singer, Waterboy, Big Daddy, and then I like Fifty First Dates, and then uh, hmm. yeah, number five would be kind of hard to place. I I feel like Billy Madison is a, is pretty up there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like Billy um, Madison. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. So that's my top five. I see. Yeah. Me, I uh, have been avoiding his movies my whole life and haven't really seen all of them all the way through. So <laughs> all of his comedic classic roles, I'm not too drawn to or and can't really nominate. Um, so I think I'm just going to nominate the ones that I have seen. Um, of course, his role in... Uh, uh, Uncut Gems, I think, is his best role. I mean, it's pretty recent, but I think it was his best acting uh, in his peak. So I'll go with that as as his top. Uh, He also has a good role in um, Funny People, the Judd Apatow movie. Mm. I like that one. Um, And let's see what else. Uh, What the heck? I'll just put Hubie in there, too. And. There we go. That's the trifecta right there for me. Very nice. Very nice. Uncut Gems, Funny People, and uh, Hubie Halloween. (laughs) 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 Sounds like a good Um, good mix. Good mix. Yeah. Which we still need to watch Uncut Gems for this podcast. We'll we'll get to it eventually. Uh It's crazy. Mm. But uh, yeah, I guess moving along. Uh, we can do moral compass, which we kind of already reiterated uh, multiple times, but let's let's condense it into a nice little tagline, I guess. Yeah. What would you say? Uh, moral compass is a uh, don't mind the bullies, be true to yourself, and uh, you know, be be a good person. That's uh, I guess mm-hmm. is simply put. Yeah. Same for me, like, you know, if if you have something you're passionate about and it's something that's good and you don't necessarily need to receive recognition for it, you could even get backlash. But if you know in your heart that's what's right, keep pursuing it. Um, meanwhile, you know, just drink some soup, mm-hmm. do what you love, and uh, 
yeah, stay true to yourself, as Devin said. And in the end, you'll be the mayor, probably, most likely. Yeah, that's how it works out. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about Richter scale? Do you think there's going to be re reverberations for years to come from this this blockbuster right here? Uh, I think just for the fact that it's a Halloween movie, it's going mm -hmm. to, you know, be played. It's in the canon. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, other than that, though, I feel like it's a minor role uh, in, like, his mm -hmm. whole uh, suite of films. So, and I don't think a lot of people yeah. necessarily are going to like the movie. So it's not going to be something that uh, anyone's really going to want to replicate in any <laughs> manner. So if only yeah. for the fact that it's a Halloween movie and would be played specifically for that sake, I would probably give it like a four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I, I agree with that sentiment that it's smart to make a movie that can get added into the, like the Halloween movie canon. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they still play great pumpkin Charlie Brown every year. So it's not like there's, yeah. Too many like which, by the way, celebration. is now an Apple <laughs> i iTunes or something exclusive. They like oh, they, wow. they took the license for it, Peanuts? so it's not played on TV anymore. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. This is the first year uh, in like forty years or something that it hasn't played on TV. The end of an era. Yep. God dang it! So it's like the sixties or the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I mean that's a good like market to get into is a movie that's kind of like we has the problems with being a family movie. It kind of is depending on what your family tolerates you to watch, but uh, something that it's not like a scary movie, it's like more of like a celebration of Halloween. There's not too many of those. So it's it's wise to create something like that that's just going to get played over and over and over kind of like I don't think it's going to have like a Christmas story like cult classic status but yeah you know it's good to create something that is going to fill that niche and then be there and uh you know maybe it will be looked on fondly someday i i can't really predict it i don't i won't add it to my rotation i'll focus on like actual horror movies but i can understand it's something you can maybe watch with your kids and something to get in the spirit of halloween yeah i understand i i appreciate it it's fine um but yeah, I will uh, similarly, I was going to give it a five, but when you gave it a four, it's just like, man, I'm being too nice. I, I'm giving it a four now, <laughs> yeah. too. We're unified. Heck yeah. It's certif certified bummer. Yep. Um, it was bummer. not groovy for me. Yeah. It uh, didn't quite it make tis. the ranks. <laughs> yeah. So. It's uh, Hubie and uh, Dragon Ball are our only bummers so far mm -hmm. It's in our illustrious career. <laughs> yeah. It is, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but uh, it must be said. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's down there. Yeah, pretty down there. Yeah, but it has its merits as just you know, there's some good gags, some absurdity. It's it could appeal to a certain kind of night, you know, like just put it on and. And have fun and whatever. Yeah. It does have merits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's something that you can play in the background while you're doing other things to help the Halloween spirit come along. But if we're talking about the 
film as like a film, it I wouldn't say that it was yeah. too great. It's it's no, it's got no. a it's got too many like glaring issues. Uh, being mostly you know the direction of the characters and like mm-hmm. again their target audience, who it is exactly that they're trying to reach with it. Like it's fun to watch, but I don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You can enjoy the movie for its parts, but not as a whole. Yep. I'm with you. Yep. All right. Any closing thoughts for uh, the loyal listeners out there? Uh, I think that, uh, you know, thank you for joining us on this lovely day. And uh, we hope that this spooky edition of this episode has been entertaining. If you're watching the video, then uh, I hope you enjoyed our costumes. Uh, we had planned to shoot this earlier, <laughs> but uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we had to postpone, so uh, it, it changed a little bit. <laughs> I had like full on yeah. makeup previously, uh, White Walker, you know, Game of Thrones, and uh, yeah, I was really looking forward to that. But I just went with something a little minor this time around, you know, uh, mm-hmm. keep it simple. And then Thomas's yes. costume, pretty good, pretty dope. Yeah, it's it's my wife's his only costume I had lying around. So uh, my previous mask is at a different location. So yeah, the rescheduling kind of messed it up, but it's fine. Um, and it's also probably relieving to those watching the video that our uh, radio voices hopefully match with our bodies, unlike Shaq. <laughs> yeah. And Aurora. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but uh yeah maybe one day we'll change it up and you'll realize that it was all a game all along and uh this isn't our actual Mm. voices we actually sound a little (laughs) bit more like this (laughs) (laughs) but until that day who knows yeah uh until that day comes we'll see you next time and uh feel free to join us again this has been fun uh hope you have a wonderful day and goodbye happy halloween everybody Bye-bye.